Good morning, everyone. Today, August 23rd, 2020, Lesson 12. I'm going to start off with a word of prayer before we get into today's lesson. Uh, bow your heads for prayer. Turn to God, our Father, thank you for allowing us just to come again, just to hear your word just one more time, Lord. Um, touch the message, Lord. Touch the messenger, Lord. Help um, the messenger bring it as you see fit. Help the listeners so they can be able to apply it to their life, not just be hearers, but doers also, Lord. Forgive us for our sins, Lord. Touch the community, Lord. Touch those affected by the virus, Lord. Keep your arms and protection around us, Lord. Touch Bethesda Missionary Baptist Church, Lord, and just touch the world entirely as our whole world, Lord. Just, you know, help people to understand that you can keep us, sustain us, help us to just keep trusting in you, Lord. Keep keeping our faith in you lord forgive us for our sins lord in jesus christ's name we pray amen so today's lesson is coming out of unit three titled faith and wisdom and james devotional reading isaiah chapter 50 verses 4 through 11 background scripture james chapter 3 verses 1 through 12 in the print passage is also James chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. So um, as we see today's lesson coming out of the book of James, so the first question you would want to ask is, you know, who is the author of the book of James? Now, the writer of the book of James is not documented, but unquestionably favors one candidate, James, the half-brother of Jesus Christ. He possesses all the qualities of the author. You know, the language of the book echoes the speech of this James. If you look at Acts um, chapter 15, you can refer to get a better understanding. You know, James, he was a leader of the Jerusalem church and a prominent figure among the Jewish Christians. So um, a lot of the language in the book and a lot of the ways he spoke um, dates back to him as far as being the author. Now, James grew up in a carpenter's home in Nazareth. You know, as we know, Jesus Christ grew up in Nazareth. Again, this is the half-brother of um, of Christ, James, and later moved to Capernaum when Jesus began his public ministry. Um, like the rest of Jesus' brothers, James did not believe in Jesus as Lord until the end of Christ's ministry, earthly ministry. But after Jesus Christ's resurrection, James received a special post-resurrection appearance of, of Jesus. He experienced Pentecost and was a leader of the Jerusalem church. So James' life further ended later on down the line. He was martyred, and martyred meaning a person who willingly suffers death rather than renounce his or her religion. So, you know, James displayed great faith and belief in his religion. And he paid the ultimate price behind it and um, displayed great faith. And this is one of the reasons why he's in the book, you know, in the Bible. You know, a lot of the individuals that are in the Bible are either apostles, eyewitnesses. Um, but most and foremost, importantly, um, they display extraordinary faith. And as you see, you know, James, he paid the ultimate price for his extraordinary faith. And um, but the thing about the book of James and um, and its theme is that faith and works. 
and it's repeatedly throughout the entire book. And um, and James demands that faith must demonstrate itself as real. And the theme is not faith and works, but faith that works, you know. So, you know, we all know the famous saying coming out of the book of James, faith without work is dead. You know, um, love is an action word just as faith is an action word. Um, you can tell somebody you love them all day, but, you know, if it's not backed up with any type of actions, then, you know, those words are in vain. And that's basically what James is saying about faith. You know, you can say you believe in God and, and in Christ. You can say you're a Christian and come to church on Sunday and, you know, and, 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 and put on a new suit. But, um, you know, you your 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 actions will show just, you know, like the world he's saying, actions speak louder than word. Um, so and this is basically the James theme and his instructions to the early um church that he's ministering to. So uh we're gonna get off into the biblical context. So James focused most of chapter three on taming the tongue. Kelly Livingood provided the following overview of James chapter three, verses one through 12. And if you got your Sunday school books, it has a link where you can go on to Internet and check out this information. So it says James follows up his practical guidance about listening James chapter 1 verses 19 through 21 with similar advice about speaking. Here he employs some of the fierce language in the book. The tongue is a fire. The tongue is placed among our members as a world of iniquity. It stains the whole body, sets on fire the cycle of nature, and it is self set on fire by hell. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison, James chapter 3, verses 6 and 8. James is no doubt well aware of the Old Testament Proverbs that speak about the life-giving power of the tongue. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18, rash words are like sword th thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. But he is also aware of the tongue's death-dealing powers. Many Christians rightly take care not to harm others through harsh speech at church shouldn't we be just as careful at work not to curse those who are made in the likeness of god water cooler gossip slander harassment disparagement of competitors who has never been injured by harsh words in the workplace and who has never injured others so as you see in the biblical context, it starts off saying James follows up his practical guidance about listening with similar advice about speaking. And um, last week's lesson, chapter 1, verses 19 through 21, um, is where last week's lesson left off at and um, about listening. You know, and in these verses... Basically, James, the subtitle of these verses, if you look at your Bible, it says, hearers and doers of the word, you know, and, and you know, and that's very important because, you know, we need to apply these, the word to our life, not just be hearers, but also be doers. 
So um, in these verses, James is trying to get his listeners and readers to understand. Um, verse 19 starts off, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engraft word which is able to save our souls. So, swift to hear, slow to speak. So, in today's lesson, as it is titled, Bite Your Tongue, um, you know, we have to start off with listening first before we be so quick to speak. And this is what James is trying to get his readers to understand and to bring about the fact how deadly the tongue can be and how much more important it is to listen. Um, again, be hearers of the word and um, doers also, you know, um, and this is a key thing in this Christian walk. You know, we have to learn to understand that. Um, it's not just about hearing and putting on our suits and showing up for service on Sunday. It's about actually applying, applying it to our life. And um, as we r read through the Bible, you know, it's a history book of individuals that display extraordinary faith. You know, and as we read the book of James and his faith and how he displayed, um, you know, has, and how he ministered to the Jerusalem church, you know, it, um, he brought about Abraham and um, how he displayed his extraordinary faith by offering up his son Isaac as a sacrifice. And um, and the Jew community at this time was well aware of Abraham. So James was trying to get them to understand that, you know, your faith has to come with works. You know, you just can't say, you know, you have faith but it has to be displayed also you know again faith without work is dead um you know and as a teacher you know um you have the greater responsibility of your actions and um you can't call yourself um a child of god and a man of faith if um if you're not willing to put it to work be willing to sacrifice, you know, and um, and this is the reason why James um, and his ability to minister to the early Christian, the early Jerusalem church and his instructions to those individuals about not just being hearers, but doers also, you know, this Christian walk is not going to be easy it's not going to be a yellow brick road laid out for us but um you know like it says in verse 21 chapter 1 uh, wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engraft word which is able to save your soul so you know we're gonna have some time down here and on earth but the reward is great you know, and that's the thing, like, you know, we're going to go through some rocky situations and it's not going to be easy, you know. So and at this time, you know, James and the setting that he's dealing with at this time, you got a lot of individuals being that this is the early um, Christian church. 
you know, they're they're wanting the accolades of a teacher, you know, because they're seeing how the teachers are respected and they're seeing how the teachers are kind of um, glorified in a sense. So a lot of people want to be associated with that with that glory and, 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 and with those accolades. But he comes with a responsibility. And um, and James is trying to get his listeners and readers to understand that, you know, um, you know, you can't just be um, a person that says, I want to be a teacher because of um, these vain reasons. Um, he's trying to get his listeners to understand that he comes with a certain way of life, you know, and as a child of God, you know, he expects us to carry ourselves in a certain matter. And, um, and this is what James is basically trying to get his readers to understand. So as you go down to the end of the, um, biblical context where it says many Christians rightly take care not to harm others through harsh speech at church. You know, and what we have to understand is that, you know, church is not just being in within those four walls. You know, church is inside of us and, you know, we're to carry ourselves as a child of God and as a representative of God every every day of our life. You know, it's not about us just being careful and putting on a suit and and and, and playing Christian on Sunday you know, we got to be able to, you know, have that same discipline and self-control that we put on in church service <coughs> when we outside in the world so we can be that light to a world of darkness, you know. And this is basically what James is instructing, you know, his listeners at this point in time that, you know, being a teacher comes with a certain <coughs> expectation and a certain responsibility and as we bring that to today's time, <coughs> it comes with a certain expectation and responsibility. You can't be carrying yourself in any kind of matter and be calling yourself a child of God. God is not going <coughs> to accept that. So he go on to say, water cooler gossip, slander, harassment, disbursement of competitors, who has never been injured by harsh words in the workplace and who has never injured, injured others, we should be able to handle and have ourselves under self-control also in the workplace and everywhere else we go, um, not just in church. And again, you know, James theme is, you know, faith without work is dead, you know, so we have a responsibility of carrying ourselves with the utmost respect for ourselves and God and um, and to uh, allow our light to shine so we can be a beacon of light to those who are in the world of darkness, those who might not live with any type of, you know, hope, who need that, that, um, that guidance, that direction, you know, so... And James, he had three key aspects of pure religion. And as we go through James chapter one, verses 19 through 27, you know, his three key aspects is service, separation from the world and control speech. 
and control speech will be our focal point in today's lesson. Um, but we have to understand separation of the world just because we're in the world don't mean that we have to be of the world. Um, and, you know, and accepting Christ as our personal savior starts with our mouth. You know, the scripture clearly say if uh, we confess with our mouth, believing in our heart, thou shall be saved. Um, and James basically focal point on today's lesson is, 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 is the things that comes out of our mouth. You know, we can be our own worst enemy, you know, with not being able to be silent. You know, trouble is easy to get into, hard to get out. You know, some people just got to get the last word, got to be the aggressor, win the argument. Um, sometimes we just need to keep that mouth shut, you know, and, 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 um, you know, and, and be listeners. God, like I said before, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason, you know, and we need to listen more, speak less, and speak only when need to speak and ask to be spoken to, you know. So um, we have to understand that, you know, every action has a reaction and, um, and the mouth and the tongue can be deadly um, if used in the wrong matter you know and in these times you know like i said you got a lot of teachers a lot of people wanting to be teachers but a lot of false teaching being displayed in these times in the, in the jewish community so james is addressing these issues um because um you know as a teacher you know you're going to be under more scrutiny of god to carry yourself in a certain matter um, you might know the book, you might know the word, you might know what you're supposed to do, but that don't mean you're doing it. Um, there's no one that's perfect in this world. Christ is the only man. Um, we're all going to fall short to the glory of God in some type of shape, form and fashion. Um, but as a teacher, you know, we have the bigger responsibility of, you know, carrying ourselves with the utmost respect um, for others and for God and being entitled a child of God and to carry out his word and his message. So sometimes it's just best to just, you know, let the, let the spirit lead you, you know, put self aside. Um, every time you speak, you're giving a person a bit of your personality. Um, you're showing them who you are in the inside. And um, and if you, you if you got mess in the inside, it's gonna show. <clears throat> if you got positive things in the inside, it's gonna show. And so this is why, you know, James is 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 focusing today's lesson <coughs> on the tongue because it's so important, you know. And the tongue, the tongue can be such detrimental, but it can also be positive. Um, and bring healing like um, like it said in the book of Proverbs chapter 12 verse 18 you know with the tongue of the wise brings healing so you just have to be careful about how we carry ourselves and definitely about what we say if we're going to be representatives and messengers for God 
So we're going to get off into the first outline so we can get a better understanding of today's lesson. Um, first outline is coming out of the book of James, chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. It's titled, The Tongue, Small But Big. So um, I'm going to read these verses. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships which thou they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small hem, whithsoever the governor listeth. So, so as you see in the first verse where it starts off and it's saying, My brother, be not many masters. So this um masters meaning teachers. So James is he's addressing the teachers. And he's trying to get them to understand that his warning is twofold. You know, um, James is just basically telling them, hey, you know, the teacher will receive greater scrutiny from God because the teacher often passes judgment upon his hearers. You know, and as a hearer, if you're getting judgment from the teacher, that's going to automatically rub the listener in the wrong way and lose respect for the teacher as a whole. And um, and we all know that, you know, Jesus, he came to save, he came to bring life and bring a more abundantly. And, um, you know, how he carried himself, um, he didn't come to judge, you know, so and we care. We got that same responsibility. And um, and James is just um, and the second warning that he's given is the primary tool is the tongue, which no one can sufficiently control you know so and, and he's saying for many things we offend all if any man offend not in word the same as a perfect man and also able to bridle the whole body so you know no one is perfect and if anybody has self-control over the entire body like i said they'll be perfect so we have to be careful you know as a a, a, a child of god a teacher to um and how we minister to others you know and like i said this time james he's 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 ministering he's he's giving instructions to these teachers at these times they want they just want to accolades because they saw the respect that was being given to the rest of the teachers throughout the jerusalem community and they want to be they wanted to be associated with that you know they wanted it for self-glory you know they wanted it for you know, for the fame, you know, but um, what James is trying to get them to understand that this is not just no, you know, no, no, no union gig or, you know, or just some, some type of show and tell, you know, God's program is real. And that's what we need to understand. Also, you know, God's program is real and be careful about what we say, because as we minister to the younger individuals, 
you know, who we are influencing, um, we can cause those to stumble and fall. And we all know that false teaching was, um, was, was, was greatly done around these times. So, you know, um, and it's a lot of people that are easily influenced, you know, if you don't stand for any, for something, you'll fall for anything. So, you know, and James is just trying to get these individuals to understand. And it all starts with the tongue. And just like the outline is titled, small but big, um, you know, the things that come out of our mouths can bring, you know, great positivity, but it can also bring great negativity, you know. So when we're ministering as teachers and leaders ministering to the world, you know, uh, we have to understand that everybody's not going to listen. Everybody's not going to, you know, know that everybody's not going to just, you know, be open to it. So, but we have that responsibility to at least get the word out. And if they choose to not listen, then that's on them. And, um, <clears throat> and the word convicts individuals. So, Sometimes you might not get the best response when you are ministering to certain individuals and um, using the book as a reference to let these individuals know, hey, this is what it says. This is how we're supposed to carry ourselves. And this is basically what James is trying to do. You know, he's trying to get everybody to understand that, you know, um, no one's perfect. Um, teachers are still subject to seeing and stumbling but um but this is not just no on the sunday type deal this is a everyday of life type situation where you gotta you know learn self-control and discipline if you really want to be true about what you say you are you know it's easy to you know be um a teacher but are you practicing what you preach and that's what we have to understand, you know, and we all know that the world says, you know, church folks are the biggest hypocrites, you know. And um, so we are already on a pedestal about how we carry ourselves, you know. And James, this is the same thing. He's trying to get the individuals to understand um, who just want to just be a teacher just for the, the fame and the glory. Um, it's not that easy. So as we get off into verses three and four, you know, as we know, Jesus, he taught in parables and James, he's teaching and breaking his instructions down in parables also. And in verse three, he uses the parable. We put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us and we turn about their whole body. So he's just trying to get them to understand that anybody who grew up on a farm or even seen movies um, know that, you know, when you see a person horseback riding, you know, they got that, you you got that bit in the, in the horse's mouth and, you know, they tug, they tug to the left and cause the horse to change direction to the left, tug to the right, cause the horse to change direction to the right. Now, we all know the horse is a very powerful animal. You know, and, 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 and can do some real damage, you know, under distress. But just the, 
you know, just this small device that's been attached to this horse and how it has such a great effect, you know, on the ability to control the horse is what James is getting the readers to understand. And that same ability um, needs to be, and that same control needs to be displayed with, when we teach, you know, when we minister to the unsaved or those who are new converts, um, we have to make sure we carry ourselves in a certain matter and, and in, a, in a in a in a sense of self control and um and it's in in, in, in in with our mouths and what we say with our words to be careful not to offend, you know, to be gentle, to be meek, to be humble, you know. Um everything about Jesus wasn't I I I it was my father, my father, my father. You know, it, he, he, he put self aside um, to minister to us, to give us right to the tree of life. Um, he paid the ultimate price, you know. And so um, James, he's just trying to get his listeners to understand that, um, you know, this horse that's such a powerful beast can be controlled by such a small device. And then as we go on to verse 4, same scenario Jesus taught in parable he's using another parable and you know and those who don't know what a parable mean a parable is you know it has an earthly saying but with a spiritual meaning you know so he's using earthly descriptions such as a, a bit and a horse to try to bring about a spiritual meaning so he uses a ship and a rudder in verse 4 and um, a ship we all know, such as big as uh, the Titanic, um, has a rudder, and that rudder, you know, when it goes in one direction, it 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 changes the direction of the boat. You, you turn it in another direction, and it changes the, the direction of the boat. Um, such a large piece of machinery, um, the boat itself, but such a small portion of it. Um, and such a small device, which is the rudder that controls so much of it. And again, um, same thing with our tongues and our mouths and what we do with it. Um, and like it's in, in, in verse four, it says, Behold, also the ships which thou they be so great and are driven of fierce winds yet are they turned about with a very small hymn whatsoever the governor listened so you know like I say um, the mouth is small but so but can be so detrimental and so and, 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 and it can have so big of an effect um, in a negative and in a positive way we have to be very careful about how we use it, what we say, you know, how we carry ourselves um, and how we minister to others. So in this first outline, you know, James, he's just basically trying to get his readers to understand the 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 importance of speaking and starting with the mouth and with the tongue and. um you know, we know it's impossible to keep control of our 
fleshly selves a hundred percent of the time you know um it's a it's a growth process um but um and, and we are gonna fall short one way or the other but um but we still have our that responsibility to keep you know striving to be the best that we can be you know the best that you know um we can be for god and his program because it's not about us no more you know when you accept christ as your personal savior you know that old you is gone and you supposed to put on uh you supposed to be a new creature and um and 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 in in this outline james is just trying to get his listeners to understand he used the horse as a parable he used the boat as a parable he's telling these teachers that's trying to um be part of this teaching community how important it is and what start and it it starts with the tongue it starts with the mouth and um and you know and at the end of the day you know we, we 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 just have to understand that you know the tongue has a very very big effect you know in this life um and in this journey and what comes out of the mouth can greatly affect the direction of life and what direction it will go in you know you say one thing it might send you down this road you say another thing it could send you down a totally different road you know and um and we have to keep it in check, you know, and and as we know that back in these days, false teaching was very common. And if we look at the book of Matthew, verse 18 and Jesus and his warning to those who chose to false teach. And it says, but whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, if it were better for him that a milestone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. You know, and this is Jesus warning to those individuals who choose to influence the younger converts and the listeners that were there um, to try to learn and believe and carry themselves with this faith that um, you take these people and you influence them to carry out your program it's going to be a penalty a penalty paid for you know for you and your influence over these individuals so we have to be very careful about how we carry ourselves what we say you know what we do because um you know Jesus come back and judgment of all nations his his first order of business is 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 judgment and it's not going to be the unsaved that he judged first it's going to be us so um and as we carry ourselves we just have to make sure that you know think before we speak um because what comes out of our mouth we're going to be held accountable for so we're going to get off into verse two The tongue is like a fire coming out of the book of James, chapter three, verses five through eight. And it reads as follows. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts of great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. 
and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast, and of birds, and of serpents, and of things in the sea is tamed, and have been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. So, so as we see, you know, in verse five, where it says boast of great things, you know, as Christians, you know, um, boast of great things. We can be using our tongue for positive speaking, but it can still have a negative effect. Um, and that's why we have the responsibility to be humble and to be neat, to be meek, you know, um, you know, we have to be very careful about what we say. Um, and we have to allow the spirit to lead and guide us as we minister to those. Um, <clears throat> so both of great things can, can, like I say, be in a negative and in a positive way. You know, in a negative way, we're not to be using it for gossiping, slandering, lying, obnoxiousness. You know, um, we're to be using it to edify the body of Christ, you know, uplift Christ and God's kingdom. You know, that's the only thing we we as as teachers and as children of God, um, we should be using it for um, when it comes to ministering to the new and the younger um the younger youth of the church and and james this is what he's trying to get um his readers to understand because you could be speaking positivity about someone but the listener might take it as negativity uh you think you better than me or or what you you know because that's the first thing people say about you know, Christians and, and, and church folks, oh, y'all think y'all better than, than me, or I could be talking about um, Pastor Holly and how the church is doing so good, and now you got people that's, you know, going to be after Pastor Holly, you know, um, so we have to be careful about what we speak and what we say, um, and just like in verse 5, it says, behold, how great a matter a little fire kindles. You know, um, what we have to understand is that um, fire, you know, he's using the, the analogy of fire. Just like I say, Jesus taught in parables and he's using the analogy of fire and fire is so small when it's con when it's contained and controlled. But, um, you know, a little small little fire, you know, if you ever saw, you know, if you ever saw a house fire and how it could start, you know, it can start from something simple, from a candle being in the windowsill and catching fire to the curtain, you know, and, and it starts off real small. But um, without any type of attention and any type of control, um, you know, you talking about you can tear the burn the whole house down, you know, your whole life's hard work gone you know for one little simple little mistake you know and that's the same thing that can happen 
when we use our tongues and you know and that's what James is trying to get his his listeners to understand that you know that tongue has to be kept with the utmost discipline you know it has to be kept in check and even when kept in check you know slips will happen you know and um and you know and 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 and, and as he as we get into verses 7 you know and he goes on to say for every kind of beast and bird and serpents of things in the sea is tamed and have been tamed of mankind so we all know that tame meaning you know having control over an animal but you know one thing about the tongue um you can try to have it in have it in check as much as possible but mankind can never have full control over over the tongue you know it's impossible you know a person um frustrated out of anger you know and they don't even have to be frustrated out of anger you know um you got some people that just just talk 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 um you know it 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 can become very detrimental to your life and as we go from day to day and and this is what James is trying to get his readers to understand like like you know the 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 beast and the birds and the serpents and the things of the sea you know man has been successful with taming these things but when it come to the tongue you know man hasn't been um it hasn't had a, a bona fide, a bona fide tactic to being able to tame the tongue, um, and that's why he compares the tongue and says it's like a fire. You know, we all know fire; it can be um, in a controlled environment. It's not really fully controlled. Um, you know, you can have a fire pit out in the backyard you know you can put your wood on it um and you don't want to put too much wood on it because guess what it's gonna get a a flame that you might not be looking for so um the same thing with the tongue you know we have to be careful about what we put in our minds that way that might that may come out of our mouths um because once the stone is thrown, it's no, it's no taking it back. And we just have to understand that, you know, James, as you know, as he's fellowshipping <clears throat> to the Jerusalem churches, and he's trying to get them to understand that this teaching is not just something for self-glory and something for accolades. You know, it comes with great responsibility and how important the tongue is. And, um, and his instructions on um, trying to get individuals to understand how important his tongue is. And, you know, and I, I got a Sunday school commentary book and it has an acronym for think. Basically, think before you speak. And the acronym for think got five things. The T stands for is it true? The H stands for is it helpful? The I stands for is it inspiring? The N stands for is it necessary? The K stands for is it kind? You know, we have to ask ourselves those questions when we, before we speak and 
when we're ministering to individuals, especially when we're representing ourselves as a child of God, um, are any of those questions relevant with the things that comes out of our mouth? You know, and we have to make sure that we try to stay within the scriptures um, because, you know, we're messengers for God and the book is right there for us to bring it out. You know, some people might not have a Bible, so uh, we might be the only Bible that they might ever have. Um, so we have to ask ourselves before we open up our mouths, are these things, you know, relevant? Uh, is it gonna bring? Um, is it gonna bring? Is it gonna bring growth in this individual? Um, and am I offending this individual? So you know, these are all things that we have to be aware of. Um, Cause I say this Christian walking ain't, ain't about self. You know, uh, when 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 Christ came, it wasn't about him and what he wanted to do. It was all about my father, my father. You know, and 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 handling, you know, and being about God's program. So you know, and that mouth can be very, very detrimental to God's program when used in the wrong sense. You know, you ever argue with a person, and they just got to get the last word. You know, and it's like a never-ending cycle, and 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 it just escalates and it escalates, just like how James uses fire as the parable and the analogy, how fire without any type of water, you know, put on it and how it just escalates and grows and grows, you know, a wild wildlife fire and how it how it destroys a forest and destroys um a city and you know and 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 that's what the tongue can do if you know if you don't think before you speak. And and James he's just trying to get his readers to understand it, you know. It's no device for a man's mouth, um, and there's no way to control it, but only through the word, you know, only through the word that you can try to find self-control and discipline over your thoughts to keep those negative thoughts from spilling out of your mouth. So um, we're going to get off into the last outline titled Praise and cursing coming out of the book of James chapter 3 verses 9 through 12 and it reads as follows therewith bless we God even the father and therewith curse we men which are made after the similitude of God out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing my brethren these things ought not so to be Doeth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brother, bear olive berries, either a vine, figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh? So, so back in those times, you know, they had a, um, a, 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 a saying where it says at that point in time, blessed be he. It's customary to say every time God name is mentioned. So so, you know, when 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 James say therewith bless we, um, that's a customary saying. Um, and, you know, James starts off verse nine with saying that, 
and and basically you know he's using that saying to say okay if you're using this as reference and in respect to god and giving god praises um how are you giving god these praises in a genuine matter if you turn it around and going and cursing uh, a human being out or or or, or god like human um later on down the line like one of those things that's that's not gonna happen that's not gonna mix um one of those things you're not doing genuinely and of course blessing god's name if you're gonna bless god and be about his program you shouldn't be out cussing individuals out um and this is what james is just trying to get them to understand out of the same mouth preceded blessing and curfing my brother these things ought not so to be you know and 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 you know he's just trying to get them to understand that you know if you praising god but you cussing individuals out you're not you're not really about your religion you know what you're doing is in vain you know you're not sincere you're not genuine you know your faith and your works is not mounting up to to to, to is is not being displayed in the right sense and um and and you know and as you carry yourself um you know it's unacceptable and again Jesus taught in parables so so James picked these teachings up and he's teaching in parables and he's just trying to get the readers to understand so he used the parable of do a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter water you know you're not going to catch a fountain that's 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 spilling out out of the same faucet bitter water and sweet water it's just impossible just like in verse 12 how he says can the fig tree bear olive berries either a, a vine of figs you know, it's just impossible. You're not going to catch an orange tree picking apples. You know, you're not going to catch a grape tree with apples on it. It's just, it's not, it's not, it's not possible. You know, and the same thing with your mouth. You can't be saying that you're a child of God and, you know, and, and, and blessing God and, and, and amen and, 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 and speaking in, in a sense when it's an audience but then, you know, behind closed doors, you know, you cussing folks out. And like I say, again, you know, as Christians, we have the bigger responsibility. Um, and as James ministered to these teachers and giving him, giving them the instructions on how to have self-control, discipline, how to carry yourself in a certain matter, you know, um, these are some of the most, some of the utmost important instructions um and it starts with the mouth you know again you know when you confess in christ um it starts with the mouth confess with thy mouth then believe with thy heart um so the mouth is a very very essential tool you know especially for a teacher you know uh, if you're ministering to others everything that's coming out of your mouth has to be whole weight um, and if you're ministering to others with God's program, you know, you definitely have to be, you know, study thyself to show approval. Um, so, and in this book of James, 
you know it's 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 a good book and and these verses in this lesson you know it's definitely vital because you know the the, the mouth is such a detrimental tool that could be used um you know we hear the saying all the time you know you see two people out arguing and you know um you don't know which one <clears throat> is the christian because they both looking like fools um you know if you're on the outside looking in so um you know if a person want to curse you and if a person want to you know get mad at you because of you know what the holy spirit then told you to say you know or if you just ministering to those and you know and they're being convicted because it's like pastors say all the time you ain't gonna come to church and go home happy all the time some days you're gonna go home convicted um you know but the scriptures clearly state vengeance is mine say the lord it's not your responsibility to sit there and you know and go back and forth with these individuals you know and it's easier said than done you know but it's a responsibility of a child of god you know ain't nobody say this was going to be a yellow brick road laid out for us you know um you know jesus went through you know he paid the ultimate price and um you know and throughout the history of the bible even with jesus you know he didn't heal individuals and told them not to tell um to keep their mouth shut just for various reasons um you know people and we all know that you know jesus and how he was tried up on trumped up charges and falsely um accused of treason um that all starts with the mouth you know and 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 it's because of the jealousy and envy that's in heart um so we have to be careful about who we minister to and how we minister to these individuals and james basically pointing today's lesson is the same way especially if we're going to be calling ourselves leaders and um children of god you know and as he used these analogies you know it it, it helps you to understand better you know how to carry yourself and how big of a responsibility you have to carry yourself so as we look at our closing thoughts, it says the spoken word can be either an affirming or destructive force in the lives of vulnerable humans. How can the affirming force prevail in human interactions? James informs believers that only through the discipline required to tame the tongue can the fruits of godly wisdom be made visible in the lives of others. So that's going to bring our Sunday school lesson to conclusion for today. And, um, you know, thank everyone for listening in. Hope this lesson was helpful to you. And make sure you're not just a hearer. Also be a doer, like it says in James chapter 1, verses 19 through 27. Subtitle is not just being hearers, but doers of the word. Also, faith without works is dead. Um, let's not just talk about it. Let's just be about it. Thank you, everyone.